0: hello and welcome back to bold of you to say you're currently listening to the condensed version of the show we recorded if you'd like to hear the extended version with longer tangents then head over to our youtube channel some content was cut for time and relevance and so to ease the transition between topics i've inserted ad reads bold of you to say currently doesn't have any sponsors but that didn't stop me nonetheless now enjoy the show welcome back to bold of you to say we are back with the uh, society memorial special
1: yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
0: So we've got a great show lined up. Um, uh, Haley, did you want to jump in with your uh, bold claim?
2: My bold claim is that back during the 2016 election, Trump was not actually trying to win the election.
0: Yeah, yeah. no one really talks about that anymore. Trump did that as a publicity stunt. That was just supposed to be like the next Trump Stakes.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's what I thought because... At a certain point in 2016, I just vividly remember being like, "He's joking, right?" And no one was like really talking about it. Like everyone just kind of thought it was a joke, or they assumed it was. But and then now
0: he's won. the president. Yeah, this whole timeline started because like
1: David Bowie because, died.
0: Because of, yeah, well it happened <laughs> that that started everything. But then like the thing that caused this whole timeline to happen since then it happened because like of what should have been a footnote in Donald Trump's wikipedia page
1: yeah that's crazy to think about he uh he started running as a joke and now gay people don't have rights
0: it's like uh that meme with like the dominoes
1: oh god <laughs> it's like tiny domino and then just big domino <laughs> Oh man! Well, no, I guess
2: that wasn't much of a bold statement. Uh, Everyone no, agreed. Speaking about
1: that though, like <laughs> I could have sworn there was a movie like back in the eighties of like with a black guy that was the same exact uh, plot. I forget the guy's name. He was a comedian at the time, had like a handlebar mustache. Richard Pryor. Thing. I think I think that's what it was. He was like dating this girl that worked at this uh, legally safe McDonald's restaurant. But um, uh, the whole plot of the movie was that like, he came into like possession of this large sum of money. But if he wanted to get more money, he had to spend all of that like really fast in like a year. So what he did is he made a fake presidential campaign, and <laughs> his whole tagline was "a uh, none of the above." And people thought he was like anti-establishment shit, so they started voting for him. Oh, and like God. the whole plot of this movie is this guy like trying to get more money out of his uncle's will than accidentally becoming the president. Yeah, I feel you know like- they say that life <laughs>
0: imitates art
1: but this is like an 80s movie i remember it i remember watching it with my dad i was like oh man this is kind of funny it's like i can't remember the name of it though That's gonna bug me but just look at look up a movie none of the above and you'll see what i'm talking about what do you
2: think like go like was going through trump's mind like as he realized that like oh shit, I might actually win. Do you think oh, that he shit. started like going president. with it, or do you think he like just tried to be more crazy to get less people know. into him? I
1: know. Really to be, be don't honest, know. I think all of the like leaks of him saying gross shit. I think they were like pre-recorded that he made himself just to make oh. him look worse. It's like this will get him. It's like this will <laughs> make him stop. It's like maybe everything did he not.
2: Does. <laughs> Everything he does just makes his hardcore fans love him that much
1: more. It's so weird. Yeah,
0: when he launched his campaign, it was just a knee jerk reaction because Obama roasted him the year before. Yeah, (laughs) I he just he never saw it. Anyone can be
1: president, Obama. See? Oh, oh shit. Oh, I want to have to do this. I'm just a businessman. What the fuck?
2: Barely a businessman. He's
1: he's yeah, business adjacent
0: bold of you to say is sponsored by stuffing all your money in your mattress you've heard ads for many different mobile banking solutions but you may still have concerns about privacy and security a vpn helps in theory but we've seen numerous examples of them failing to protect their users that's where stuffing all your money in your mattress comes in with stuffing all your money in your mattress the only security concern is if someone breaks into your house but at that point you've got other shit to worry about stuffing all your money in your mattress requires no credit card to sign up and canceling is as easy as simply removing your money from your mattress. Sign up now with offer code BOLD and I will personally come to your house and slip an extra $5 in there. Now back to the show. Uh
2: what's the next bold statement we've got? Oh, yeah, next on, a on, on the
1: Yeah, so welcome to the podcast, kids. <laughs> this
0: next one is going to be a mix of me and Jared. Oh um, yeah. So we just got done talking about the darkest timeline. For anyone that just jumped to this timestamp, um, <laughs> I think the only next logical step for society right now is zombie apocalypse, full zombie apocalypse.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: At this point, I wouldn't even be surprised. Nothing surprises me anymore. It's the weirdest feeling.
1: It's like, shit, man.
0: The but whole place,
1: the whole country's on fire.
0: And Jared, you had something that you wanted to say about zombies.
1: Oh yeah, speaking about zombies though, like uh I feel like the modern media, like games and TV shows and stuff are just kinda like they just they just aren't doing zombie like movies or anything that good anymore, you know? It's like every is after Walking Dead happened, every single piece of zombie media has to be like this. Extremely dramatized thing about like the survivors and stuff.
0: When are we gonna get funny zombies? Yeah,
1: okay, Left for Dead. Like, when are we gonna get something like that There's where it's just like a, a fun zombie game? Oh well, yeah, no. But those are like how long ago? And then like after Walking Dead came out, it's, like everything is serious now. We have to we have to talk about the the uh the implications of if a racist guy got a compound together in the zombie apocalypse it's like who wants to hear about that yeah probably that sounds the, horrible
0: the most fun um zombie related piece of media to come out in the last you know decade or so would probably it would probably be Zombieland.
1: yeah that, that, and then
0: they made Zombieland Two, too and it's just it's not
1: bad it's not i don't right. know what to think about it it's in that weird middle ground where it's like it's not as good as the first one but it could have been worse yeah
2: I think they tried sort of too hard with it. But again, like, you kind of have to try hard when you decide to make a sequel 10 years later. Oh,
1: for sure. I mean, look at I Star Wars. I think it Wars. has
0: a similar problem as, like, Anchorman 2. Sorry,
1: I went to Dab, but I accidentally hit my mic. <laughs> you
0: know, I think it, it shows, it, it gives too much about certain things that you don't need that much information on. And then where you do want more information, there's just none. Yeah. Like there's all so much so much time spent on that the side character, um Columbus's new girlfriend that they find at the mall. And like she just kinda goes nowhere as a character.
1: Yeah, there's like no like scene where she just has an epiphany and is like, Oh, I can help like this or anything. There's just kinda like Oh, she's dumb.
0: Yeah, I really thought that she was gonna be like fake dumb.
1: Yeah, I did too. She's just really, really stupid. From the and second
0: I saw her, I was like, no, this can't end well. She's going to like, she's going to be like, haha, I'm actually really smart and I have stolen all of your things. But yeah. no, I guess that was Wichita.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, uh. The, the new girl. I don't even remember her name. I just call her the dumb one. But the dumb <laughs> yeah. one's basically an incels idea of what girls are like.
0: Yeah, that's really like the r slash nice guy's
1: caricature yeah. of women.
2: She was so like overly dumb that it just, at that point, didn't even feel like real acting. <laughs> she like, made just...
1: bimbos look intelligent.
2: <laughs> it was just annoying.
1: It was... Ugh. I can't get over that voice that she had either. It's just the most grating voice that's why i thought it
0: was fake i thought she was the movie ended and i was like wait she that was real and when she was like when she was having an allergic reaction (laughs) biggest air quotes i can do
2: i by the way predicted that she was actually having an allergic reaction and Alex and my sister were like, you're the dumbest person ever. And then I was right.
0: Well, to that she, you're only right because the writers of the movie are also the dumbest people ever. Wow.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> to be fair, I also had a nut allergy. She was eating trail mix and started yeah, coughing. Yeah,
2: see? See? I'm not the only one.
0: But it doesn't make sense that she would have the same reaction to nuts that other people have to zombie bites.
1: I mean like you had to think about like what if like what the allergy affects and shit like in the in the zombie land universe it's like a uh uh fucking neurological and also a uh uh what's this part of the body called Gastrointestinal? physical I guess. Well, it basically you just vomit up all of your fluids and then you turn into a zombie. Well, no, they
0: also turn like sickly and pale and they kind of shrivel up a little bit and that's exactly what happened to her. Yeah,
1: because of nut. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> when the
2: nut turns you into a zombie.
1: When the- But wasn't she bitten? <laughs> Didn't one
0: of the zombies, like, bite her in the foot?
2: Yeah, no, but it didn't go through her foot, because uh, uh, what's-his-name pushed her out of the way.
1: It didn't bite her, it bit, it bite bit her on um, uh, her shoe, yeah. I think it was. I'm trying to remember. It was, like, this weird thing where it was, like, obviously going to be, like, a... Uh, bait and switch at some point it's like oh you don't see the bite it's only on the outside
0: I don't know It it's poor writing and I stand by that
1: oh I agree with you 100% like that <laughs> character is the worst thing I've ever seen
2: we're just saying that it was predictable that she was having an allergic reaction I can
0: barely <laughs> remember the movie because there's so much useful or, or useless information throughout the whole movie I the
2: think only one, part one, that one. I genuinely loved about it is the Bill Murray part
1: oh yeah oh, I want a you whole you mean whole the part at the
0: very end that lasts 90 seconds yeah,
1: I want a whole movie that's just Bill Murray, really happy to kill all of his Hollywood-like co-actors. And yeah, shit. you know,
0: if they really wanted to make a, another Zombieland movie, they would have made a prequel with Bill Murray. But I guess that would be too too expensive. <laughs> yeah. But well, is Bill Murray more expensive than the entire Zombieland cast?
1: Yes, it's Bill Probably. Murray. He's a Ghostbuster. It's Bill Murray. He's Garfield. I it's guess, Bill Murray. But
0: it would be worth it to make a better movie, right? It would be Bill Murray. It would start with it would. Start <laughs> start where zombie land 2 ended with a flashback to bill murray at the at, at day zero and then it would just be his you know fallout journey through the wasteland
1: i have a better idea it's low budget the only basically the only cost is getting makeup and bill murray in the movie and what it is is it's bill murray like he finds a camera And he starts doing tricks with it, like killing zombies (laughs) in different ways and stuff. And it's just an hour and 30 minutes of Bill Murray basically having his zombie kill montage. See, that's what we need. (laughs) I That's want, what the I world want, needs right now. I like, want some kind of, like, 80s style, is like just a, uh...
0: pure action movie with Bill Murray killing zombies, walking away from expo- explosion like, Ugh. I hate Mondays, in his Garfield voice.
1: I-, I want, though, at the end of the movie that I'm thinking, where it's, like, this, like, GoPro-style, like, found footage shit. It's, like, at the very end, he pieces all the clips together, and he shows the montage, and it's, like, an epic gamer montage with <laughs> air horns and everything.
0: <laughs> Bold of You to Say is brought to you by Owning a Gun. Many other home security systems rely on cameras to survey your property and call the police, but they're often prone to false positives, making them unreliable. This could leave your stuffing all your money in your mattress account open to attack. That's where owning a gun comes in. Owning a gun is as simple as buying a gun, hearing a noise, and taking care of the fucker yourself. Peace of mind has never been more in reach than with owning a gun. Now back to the show. So next on the, uh, next on the dock, we have, um... I wanted to talk a little bit, bit about The Good Place. Um, I have a couple things to say about it. First of all, I think it was accidentally heavily inspired by the Gospel of Judas. And I also think that if the premise of The Good Place was true, then no Christians would get in.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: So The Good Place, the way that the universe works, is that when you die, there's oh, so there's like a system that's set up like some kind of like algorithm that adds up like all of the good things that you've done versus the bad things that you've done. Everything that you have is a point value. It's kind of like Reddit karma where like <laughs> if you have enough points built up, you go to the good place.
2: The motive behind what you do has to be pure otherwise it doesn't count for good points in the algorithm.
0: Yeah, so the reason that I think no Christians would get into the good place well they all do do it for their own
1: motive yeah
0: they do it because they think they're getting into heaven yeah that's really what it comes down to when you when you boil it down you know like do good things not because it's good but because you'll go to heaven and you'll get eternal happiness and stuff
2: that's the problem i've always had with religion is like can't you just be a good person for the sake of being a good person
1: wait hold on you have
2: to like base it on an ancient book
1: I got a question then about that other guy, Steely or Cheedy or whatever his name is. Cheaty? <laughs> cheaty. Uh like if if it's all based on like if you're doing good things and like your heart's in the right place, he literally is trying to be helpful, but he's just really bad at it. So they sent him to hell.
0: Yeah, cheaty like you'll see in the show if you watch it that you see examples of how he's affected other people well, yeah. in really big
1: ways. But, like, was he doing that intentionally? Like, was he, like... No. Well, it doesn't yeah, matter
2: like- if what you do is intentional if it's bad. So if it's bad, you get bad points. And if your motivation is bad, but it's good, then you still get bad points.
0: Think of it like a like a Punnett Square where... So, so there's, like, a two-by-two <laughs> yeah. two grid, right? There's... Good action. action. There's good actions and bad actions and good motivation and bad motivation. The only thing that gets you good points is if you do a good thing with good motivation.
1: And now let's talk about the Gospel of Judas, (laughs) or in other words, the hidden parts of the Bible.
0: Yeah, so the Gospel of Judas was- The um, plot
1: twist in the Bible. It's obviously,
0: it was excluded from the Bible. Um,
1: You
2: know, because they're allowed to pick and choose what goes in that thing. It's the
0: book of eternal truth. Which was decided upon by a committee of uh, people you know, who didn't people, write the Bible. <laughs> people that were around a thousand years after the Bible was uh, written.
1: I just love, though, how they basically removed the biggest plot twist in all of human the history. The most
2: interesting part.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's literally
2: yeah, a plot the,
0: twist. The Gospel of Judas um, basically flips the story of the Bible on its head. Yeah. So, uh, to explain the Gospel of Judas in the simplest terms, uh, Jesus tells his followers that, like, basically what you're doing is wrong because you have um, incorrect notions of what God is and what I am.
1: No, he doesn't tell his followers. He brings Judas aside and tells him all this stuff. Like, this is all to Judas only. No, it's to his followers, it's too. He To, starts, to his followers, I guess he they're starts. All he eating. And he says, like, you don't yeah, know like where supper. I came from. Yeah. And then he goes into oh, more detail right. with Judas. And he's like, but you do. And he points out Judas, who's like eating mm-hmm. a stew.
0: Yeah. So basically, um, what's either said or inferred from uh, the Gospel of Judas is that there's the, the Christian God, which was. Like a like a, a fallen like demon kind of kind of um from like a greater realm.
2: A greater realm with multiple gods, right?
0: Yeah, so God he's like like he's his level is God. like what Christians think of angels. He's like like a helper kind of, but he broke away from like that greater realm to just kind of like start his own thing, his own neighborhood. Oh my god. Huh? You see where I'm getting at with this? So God of the Bible is Michael from the good place. And then in according to the Gospel of Judas, there is like a a God, but it's not it's not Yahweh, it's not the Christian God. It's this like amorphous ball of light kind of spirit thing that resides outside of space and time and that's the
1: holy spirit that's
0: really what god is according to the the gospel of judas and that's
2: what jesus actually represents right
0: jesus yeah jesus is like connected to that but he comes from this other realm or what it's it's confusing but jesus anyway, is like I think that's in this story where i he's think like that human um, but not yeah that that spirit that greater god i think that represents the judge from All the right. good place i see and you know oh i'll leave links to videos explaining uh quentin reviews did a great breakdown of the good place season one through four I and gonna
1: say the gospel of judas I and like, then quentin i'll reviews i'll leave a that? couple
0: a couple i'll leave a couple videos explaining the gospel of judas you can watch it for yourself um the parallels are uh it's pretty interesting to look at
1: i do recommend uh if you're not gonna do the good place stuff definitely do the uh the gospel of judas because like it is literally the plot twist in the bible that they removed
0: oh yeah it's it's really it is really interesting it Um, it,
1: it just changes everything from that story on and they remove it
0: yeah if you think of the bible Bible from the perspective of the gospel of judas it really makes it it puts it in a whole new perspective in a whole new context like genesis that's a whole new context with the gospel of judas yeah cuz you don't think this is i mean the way the problem that i've always had like with god in god god the, the, the bible bad
1: guy but now he is
0: the problem that i've always had with it is that if you if you buy into creationism 100% that's a small universe yeah it's just the earth and then the sky and then nothing else it's just that it's a, it's like back in Minecraft Pocket Edition, you know, before they <laughs> added infinite worlds. It's like, really, that's it, this hundred twenty by hundred twenty cube area.
1: When you pull down your pants, really. But then if you think, of of,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then if you think of it from the perspective of the Gospel of Judas, that the world that that implies, you know, it's it's like God is. Uh, he Just some henchman like- it, on the run. It also
2: really explains all the fucked up shit that's in the Bible too. Oh
0: yeah, like Noah's Ark.
1: Like, if I remember correctly, isn't God like, like the the God in the Bible? Wasn't he like some other religion's like lesser volcano god, basically? Probably.
2: It yeah, it, it was something like the God of Christianity is like, like a, a god of mischief or something, and that's why. In the he's Bible, you yeah. see all this fucked up shit like sacrifice and he turns a guy's stuff.
1: You know, yeah. and God like, being an incel really explains everything.
2: <laughs> and like, um, an argument that people always have is like, if God is good, then why does he do all this shitty stuff like cancer? And that because he's an asshole That's greatly why. explains it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like. It's- God according to the Gospel of Judas is like it's like a judeo-christian version of Loki.
1: Yeah. 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 Or a modern day redditor.
0: <laughs> God's like you don't have an, you don't have enough upvotes.
1: <laughs> Where's your uh silver and gold plebe?
0: After on and on the 7th day God said, "Edit, thanks for the gold."
1: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh.
2: I also I really felt when I was when I was first learning about the gospel of Judas I really felt like Eleanor at the end of season one that was like like, she was like
1: we're in this is is the the bad bad place place. it's like we're in it this is it (laughs) oh like in those, in, in that book, they say God made us in his own image too. So does that mean we're inherently evil also? Yeah, yeah, that's basically yeah, that, what it's
2: implying. That would make sense too.
1: And that's
0: Jesus. another parallel
2: to the good place. And
0: Jesus actually, in the Gospel of Judas, actually called out um, sacrifice by saying, like, you're sacrificing to the wrong
1: thing. Damn. You like, this what? is all,
0: this is, this is, this does not make you look good. All this sacrifice, this is actually like doing more harm, more harm than good.
1: You know what? Now this is making the whole Jesus dying for our sin thing make more sense. It wasn't the sin of people getting, like, self-realization. It's the sin that we all have because we were born from an evil monster man. Yeah. He died so we could go to heaven. Because we were made by Satan, apparently. Someone else is Satan. Not necessarily
2: Satan. I wouldn't say that the God that's represented in the gospel of Judas is Satan, but he's definitely not he's a definitely
1: good person. i yeah, he's definitely he's, an asshole. He's, he's more like he's definitely like, a, like
2: Michael, though, because Michael, even yeah. when he was a demon, he was still likable somehow.
1: Well, he yeah, just put on like, like a likable persona.
2: Yeah, and then- yeah.
1: I don't know. The god in the Bible that I've read isn't exactly a likable person. To he's be fair though, dick.
0: I think Michael is just likable because he's played by Ted Danson. Yeah. And Ted Danson it. is and this is a matter of fact, a saint.
1: Yeah. I remember though like was it Lot's wife gets turned into a pile of salt because she looked at her burning home one last time?
0: Yeah, how dare you look back at your home? That is you? Well, you say you say the that
2: the God of Christianity isn't likable, but look at all of his followers.
0: Yeah, they got yeah, to see something. That doesn't help anything. <laughs> no, that goes back to the argument, though. They're only doing things for God because they think that they're getting some kind of eternal paradise. Mm-hmm. It's on
1: basically them. all those people that are like weirdly defensive over Elon Musk.
0: Yeah, because they think like that they're going to go of an to space asshole,
1: first. But like, if you're nice to him, maybe he'll send you into space.
0: Yeah, <laughs> honestly.
1: Like,
2: are I there imagine- any more parallels that we're missing?
0: There's gotta be. If there are, then I'll I'll uh, cut them in.
1: Yeah, we gotta.
0: If I notice any more parallels, I'll, I'll record you a little s- editor's note later. Get like, another the zodiac 40 minutes. board,
1: putting like pins on everything. <laughs> Like Judas was the good guy, (laughs) question (laughs) mark.
0: Janet equals the Holy Spirit question mark.
2: Who is Judas in the parallel?
0: You know, I
1: really don't know. I don't think it's Eleanor. Maybe because like in the Gospel of Judas, it implies that Jesus literally tells Judas to betray him. He's like, you have to do this. This is the only way. It's like the ending of Terminator 2.
2: I think Eleanor is
1: Judas.
0: This podcast is going to be a lot more entertaining if people uh, have seen The Good Place.
1: Or have read the Gospel of Judas.
0: (laughs) Bold of You to Say is sponsored by the Jewelry section at Walmart. Are you looking for a watch that looks all right and doesn't necessarily keep time? Is your budget under $15? Then head over to the Jewelry section at Walmart. It's your one-stop shop for all prom accessories you didn't realize you didn't have until the day of. It's also perfect if you're looking for a Father's Day gift he's sure to like but not love. The jewelry section at Walmart. Hey, it's cheap. So do you want to move on to the next topic? I wanted to talk about the PS5 for a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah, let's do it. I got the
0: X-Bone fridge. So um, I have a couple things that I wanted to say about the PlayStation 5. First of all, I think it's going to be the final nail in the coffin of GameStop.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: And so I think... You know they have the the disc the one with the disc drive and the one without. Yeah, and there's no uh, concrete price listed yet, but I think if I've it,
1: heard that they have it at eight hundred.
0: That's what I heard, but that was like the pre order price on like a third party website. So
1: yeah, so it's kind of up there.
0: I think. I think it'll maybe be like $600 at the most.
1: And I don't even know if I want to cuz
0: people no if, people don't want to pay that much for a console.
1: Yeah, like if a, even if the Xbox, I am a big like Xbox fanboy. I love Xboxes. If the Xbox fridge turns out to be six hundred dollars, I'm not going to buy it.
0: Well, the reason that a lot of people say that they don't want to build a PC or buy a PC is because it's the price. of the price. Yeah, yeah but, like, that's you the know if you have I don't have one. If you have an eight hundred dollar PlayStation versus an eight hundred dollar PC, you can
1: get the PC. Like, yeah, you yeah. can do more on a PC. Yeah,
0: like you can't like I'm not using my PlayStation to record this podcast. You know.
1: Yeah, it's like. Uh, I'm fine with like... buying an Xbox One because it's only three hundred dollars and it runs games at almost the same like f- everything as a p- uh, PC can. Cause it's it's up there. They're getting better with how they're running the software and shit. It's not as good, but it's still getting there. You can play games with PC players now and other things. Yeah, cross that platform of a is a,
0: that's a godsend, really.
1: Uh, that's why I like Microsoft so much because they're just so open about that. PlayStation's still closed off with some things, but fucking Microsoft is like, oh yeah shove those together
2: i kind of feel like the only way you could get away with selling an 800 hundred dollar console is if it was made by apple
1: (laughs) essentially that's another thing i i like to think of uh like xbox is like the samsung of the fucking uh consoles and sam and uh playstation's like the apple one because they don't want to interact with any other company yeah like playstation is so just like dead set and like exclusive everything that like it's kind of horrible when you start getting into like the more modern day market where it's like cross platform and stuff. Like I'm not looking to buy exclusive content because I want to play games with my friends who have PCs, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'd rather get something that I know they have on their end too.
0: Yeah. So the PlayStation five, it's going to have one with a disc drive and one without. If the difference in the price between the one with the disc drive and the one without, keep in mind the disc, the, the one with the disk drive, it'll play 4K Blu-rays, which is a good value. But I think if it's... Well, I mean, like, they do if it, nowadays, if it's gonna, don't
1: they? Hmm? The, like, your, your PlayStation 4 and your Xbox One can play 4K Blu-rays now, the yeah?
0: The Xbox One S and the One X play 4K Blu-rays. The PlayStation okay. 4 doesn't. I don't know about I the PlayStation the S, 4. So
1: that's why I'm a bit confused. I thought the PlayStation could.
0: No, the PlayStation 4 plays regular Blu-rays and I, I don't know about the Pro. Oh. But, um. But yeah, if the PlayStation 5, the if the difference in price between the digital and the disc version, if it's going to be like $100 or more, then I think more people are going to go with the digital version and people aren't going to buy physical copies of games anymore. Because, you know, that's just the direction the industry is going in oh, yeah, with no. everything. But I think that'll be the final nail in GameStop's coffin. Yeah. Because no, we- they're already spiraling out of point. business yeah
1: i mean when you go into gamestop half the store is now just merchandise and the other half is used games like you can yeah. find the new games and it's always like those install codes just yeah. on a wall
0: you see it all the time with like gamestop like their locations closing down
1: mm-hmm. it's sad
0: it's just not gonna not be really made GameStop. it's just gonna happen faster because of the playstation 5 i think yeah. And you know, good riddance to them. Their business model is oh, so yeah. horrible. GameStop
1: is a horrible company, but I am a little upset to see it go just because, like, you know, that was like the gaming store. Like, you go there to buy game stuff.
0: Yeah, but I'm also concerned about how it'll affect um, smaller stores. Like, G- like GT, GT, games. GT Games and Travers.
1: I'm worried about them, too, well, like with how it is. At least they again, have the retro
0: market. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. They sell retro consoles and like old games and stuff and disc games for like cheap prices. Like You can buy Grand Theft Auto there for like $30 and it's basically new.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that they'll survive just on their... Um, yeah, they're, they're retro stores stuff.
1: will for sure survive just because it will always be a market for that because people like retro gaming. I'm
2: seeing a lot of parallels between like this and like the music industry.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah. With, with how everything's going, digital install is like the, how every game wants to be done. Like, well, have you seen a? It- uh, I forget what game it was, but I think it was the new Call of Duty. I don't think they have any physical releases of it. It's all just uh, digital stuff now.
0: Yeah, I believe it. Um, I think the same thing that'll save uh, video games, like physical video games, is going to be the same thing that saves um, physical music. The the retro aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Where that's... like if you release an, an album on CD, who's going to buy a CD anymore? But if you release it on vinyl... You know, record players are quirky. They're they're in. They've been in for a little bit now, but you know, more people are gonna buy that for the novelty. Yeah. And what would
2: the game equivalent be of that?
1: Ah, just a normal game card, like a well, disc think, or a cartridge, basically.
0: Yeah, I think if they started putting games on cartridges again, that would be kind of cool. But I think what what I mean by uh, retro in in that aspect is like like the the NES Classic. Oh yeah, like Nintendo no matter what we will still make money off of like selling uh something like the nes classic or the the snes classic and then retail stores that rely on video game sales you know maybe not gamestop but like places like gt games they'll make yeah. money off of something like the nes classic
1: it's a win-win
0: and you know what happens with nintendo especially we're like you know, people will buy a physical version of a game that they like because they it, it looks cool on the shelf. It's a collector's item. Oh, yeah. That's so there's always going to be a that. Lot of them. I also, don't know how that many of those too. are there, though, for PlayStation and Xbox. How many games are there that you would really want to buy physically for, for it to go on your shelf?
1: Uh, series, a lot of them. They look good if you have all of them. Like, if you have all of the Halo games for the original Xbox and 360, like, you can put those on your shelf and it's like, oh, here's, like, a footnote that was in gaming history for Right, a while.
0: but what new games are coming out that you would want to put it on your shelf?
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't even matter what console it is anyways because, like, the new games coming out, no offense to them, but it's, like, I don't know. They don't have the same, like, nostalgic style to them that other games have. There's, like, they're just, you're just kind of used to seeing games like this nowadays. Like, everything's, like story driven and it's got like the same kind of like plot beats to it like they all look nice and stuff But like i don't know it's like part of his soul is gone
0: yeah yeah that kind of uh that kind of brings us to the the next thing i wanted to say about it um i don't think spider-man miles morales should be its own game
1: yeah it seems more like it should be a dlc
0: yeah i think it's just a dlc uh storyline and like You know skin pack and everything that they just kind of padded out into their own into its own game they said it's gonna be smaller than a regular triple a game
1: yeah that that right there should let you know that's uh
0: if they sell it for 60 bucks you're gonna be mad yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna buy it but i'm gonna be mad oh my god (laughs) well i'm gonna buy it if it comes out for playstation 4 because i am not gonna buy it you got a simp
1: on sony you're a a simpy I think
0: I'm done buying consoles just for Marvel games. I bought the PlayStation 4 for Spider Man PS4. Yeah, because it, and I don't regret it. It's a great game, but I don't want to spend, you know, even more money on a PlayStation 5 for new Spider Man. And you know, there's an Iron Man game coming out exclusively for PSVR, which I think is a bad business decision.
1: Oh, exclusives I think it, for VR only, or for PlayStation VR? Oh, well, yeah, no, completely. When yeah. he
2: simps for Sony, but he won't simp for you.
0: <laughs> Oof.
1: I'm gonna spend sixty dollars on the Sony VR so I can play Iron Man. Hey, can I get this? Do you think new PlayStation
0: scarf? VR costs sixty
1: dollars? I know it's way more. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: But yeah, I I'm, like, barely not buying a PlayStation VR for Iron Man, but I'm definitely not buying a PlayStation 5 for Spider-Man Miles Morales.
1: Hold on, you're debating getting a PlayStation VR for one game?
0: Look, if someone said, here's a PlayStation VR, and it's only, like, 50 bucks, I'd probably go for it. But I wouldn't pay, like, $300 for a PlayStation VR.
1: You're buying a VR system so you can play only five games on it. Two of which are the same game. It's just one has guns, the other has swords.
0: No, no, it's it's just for Iron Man.
1: So you're buying it only for one game, and the potential of three other games, except one, and a, a potential fifth. I don't you know where you're getting these Steam other
0: games from. I just want it for Iron Man. Right,
1: the other games are Fallout Four VR and Skyrim VR. Well, I already
0: have a, a Rift S, so I would just buy that on Steam. Uh,
1: Doom VR. Resident Evil 7 VR, and then Iron Man VR.
0: And no, just Iron Man VR. Just Iron Man, just just Iron Man VR. Is it? So you're going to buy something it's that's... It's not f- worth it.
1: You're buying something that's $400 but if I, no, for I'm, one thing that's 60
0: I don't think you're listening. I'm saying if, if it someone... it was only $50, if you're someone you're buying...
1: It. You're basically buying a $100 and, uh, $130 like game.
0: I'm just saying I would consider it. <laughs> the- I probably would say no, but it would take me a little bit. But,
2: Key takeaways. Uh... Alex is a simp.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, even I don't simp on Xbox that hard. I only have like one of their exclusives, and that's Halo. <laughs> and who um, doesn't have fucking Halo? It's Halo.
0: So you wanted to close with uh, talking about Halo 5?
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about Halo. Uh, I honestly think... Uh, Cause like you know, Halo Infinite's coming out soon. There's huge hype for that and stuff. Uh, last game, 3, for three made wasn't exactly that uh, you know beloved. It had a a uh, ad campaign that led you to think it was a different game, and then the thing that they came out with, everyone considers is a steaming pile of dog shit. I think they intentionally made that that decision to make a game that is like really really horrible, just so the next game that they come out with is gonna be, like, hyped up and people will pre-order it and shit like that. Because, like, if you look at the trend in Halo games after, like, the original trilogy ended and they started doing the other, like, spin-off games and stuff, it wasn't as hyped over anymore because it's, like, everyone's just kind of done with that. I think after Halo 2, really, is when they stopped with, like, huge, like, sales figures and shit. And, like... You can see this, like, spiral down. I think Reach peaked up a bit, but after that it was nothing. And then 343 bought it, and it's, like, Ben's just this dead stream sense. So I feel like they intentionally made a bomb so that they can make a game that relies on nostalgia bait, basically, to get more people in. Because, like, if you look at the commercials they've released during the E3 trailers and stuff, all of the things people complain about about the, like it not being related to the original Halo story and how it's like different, all the art styles wrong and everything. It's all fixed in the new ones. It's like they're going back to a the Halo ring a thing again. And they're going back to one that's mentioned in the old books that they got rid of. And they brought the old art style back and all this other shit. It just seems kinda kinda weird that they're doing it now after the worst game and now everyone's all excited for this one
0: yeah win. it's almost like they learned from their mistakes
1: yeah but that's the thing though like you'd think if they if you learn from your mistakes you'd fix it after the first game you make was considered horrible like everyone said halo 4 was the worst halo when it came out and then halo 5 happened and everyone called that one an abortion that should have been <laughs> aborted but somehow lived and that's the thing it's like they saw that no one liked it and we're just like, you know what? Maybe if we do something horrible, we can bounce back from this. It's like a it's like what's that movie? The producers where they make a horrible screenplay? <laughs> just so they can get more money off of it later? I think it's see, something like that, except it's for video game clout.
0: See, I don't know, I think you're overestimating video game companies' ability to play 4D chess.
1: Well, you I don't know? know, because these guys were like... And their is... and
0: their willingness to dump a lot of money into something that's going to intentionally fail after the last thing failed. Just so they can come out with a competent game that'll look better compared but to the last the thing, two. Though, they if they had... wanted to make a good game compared to the last one, they would have made Halo 5, you know, what you want it to be. Yeah. Instead of another dumpster fire.
1: Well, yeah, but at the same time, though, it's like... It's just a slow go down and then all of a sudden get back up and like nostalgia is like what everyone wants and stuff. You know, just make it really bad and then give them what you want. So like there's more of a want for it, you know? See, I don't know. I think that's... This is
2: making a lot of parallels to Trump and Biden for me in my head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's like saying that Nintendo did the Wii U on purpose.
1: Well, no, that one wasn't on purpose. That one was just like they wanted to make another Wii But you could say,
0: but you could say just as plausibly that Nintendo made the Wii U as terribly as they did. Well, but didn't the just Wii U so come make, out like just so they could make just so they could make the later though. The Wii U came out in 2012, I believe, and that was 6 years after the Wii.
1: Was it really?
0: Yeah. So That's like saying that they made the Wii U as terrible as it was, just so they could make the Switch and then have that be like the new console that takes over the market.
1: Oh yeah, but the problem with the Wii U was that uh, the Wii was already, you know, that much of a home console. You didn't want to get the Wii U because you could get all the other stuff for the Wii. Like with this one though, it's like they had all this other stuff set up for like a really interesting thing. And they decided to go against it and make something completely different. It's like what uh, Bioshock did for their last game, uh, Infinite, where they have all this like test footage and all these other things that they were going to show you to like drum up interest, and then they give you a different game instead. The only difference is that one doesn't require 4D chess. That one was just like...
0: But I don't know. I think that's like a reverse of what you were saying that they did with Halo, where they made... They accidentally made Halo 4 really bad, and then they made Halo 5 really bad on purpose. Well,
1: I don't, to be honest though, now that I think of it, I don't think Halo 4 was made bad uh, on like accident. I think it was like a, a strategic plan that 343 was doing, because what happens is uh, Bungie, which is the parent company, split off from 343 and started doing their own thing with Activision. And 343 is the company that primarily worked on the Halo games. And it's like, this is a small company. It needs to generate uh, generate income and shit like that. And, like, what better way to do it than to try and change things up a bit? And then just, like, release the anniversary games that people want to see after you get the engine right. And then, like, you know, after a couple of failed games that no one wants, you use the money you got from all the other shit that you got revenue from... To make one that gives everyone the nostalgia that they so desperately want. So, like, it's the best-selling Halo game of all time.
0: I don't know. I think that's too much of a risk. Corporations want one thing: they want money, and they want it now. Well, yeah. And the simplest way. And so they would be trying to make the most money that they can, right? Yeah. So they wouldn't make something that they know is going to be a commercial flop. Oh, yeah. They'd at least try to make something that they think is gonna be great. Halo 5 whether you know whether you like it or not they thought it was gonna be a hit or else they wouldn't make it.
1: hmm I don't know there's like all this stuff though with it like for example, they released a little video documentary thing explaining how uh, they didn't think the master chief was the main character so they basically had him like sidelined for the whole game. Oh yeah, Even I saw that. though, in the fourth game, he was the only character, basically.
0: Well, that's just what happens when you have people that are out of touch with the industry trying to manage the industry.
1: But the thing is, it's the same writing team. It's just so weird that they go from, like, all of these games where he's the main character and all this other stuff, and then this one, they change everything up in a way that it's not the same game. It's just this weirdly terrible mess. It's like, they were seeing a decline... Made a flop so that the next game would be, like, held in such high regard, people would, like... So, why is
0: Master Chief the main character? I thought the main guy's name was Halo.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Halo. I'm sorry. I gotta call him by his... Does he cross
0: over with Zelda?
1: Yes, he does. Uh, Actually, no. Now that I think about it, I could have sworn there was a fighting game where they were both in it.
0: I think they should add Master Chief to Smash.
1: Yes. I know that, uh... What's it? The, uh... The volleyball fighting game... I don't know what it's called. The volleyball fighting game. (laughs) Yes, it's...
2: I'm so lost in this conversation. (laughs)
1: It's a mess. Just like Halo 5. That's probably
2: how Jared felt when we were preaching to him about the good place. (laughs) Yes.
1: Everyone gets a turn feeling left out. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Quick, Haley, we must discuss something to make him feel left Uh, out.
2: Well, you said we were going to end on uh, the Halo discussion, but... I kind of want to talk about the Midnight Gospel.
1: Okay. I don't so, know what that is, so I'm going to feel left out again.
2: <laughs> well, it's your turn now.
1: But I already had my turn.
2: Alex doesn't need a turn because he's the host. Damn it. <laughs> so.
1: Oh my God. I I'm don't still mean grappling
2: to. with this. I don't know if I feel like the Midnight Gospel is real deep or fake deep. I love the show, and I want to dive deeper into it.
1: I don't mean to interrupt this train of thought, but I looked over at Alex for a split second. And you see where that shadow of his microphone is? Like on his sweater? I can't I thought, see it from my... Well, I angle. can see it. I thought it was like this pool of sweat that's just going down <laughs> his throat. I was like, Jesus, take it off, man. If it's that hot.
2: So, I'll explain the premise of the Midnight Gospel for Jared and Thank the you. listeners that don't know. It's a Netflix original... And the concept of it is pretty, it's pretty out there because they've done this before where they take a podcast and turn it into a show or like a cartoon. Yeah,
1: we're hoping Netflix picks the show up. Hey, Netflix. Hey, at
0: Netflix, hit me, DM me on Twitter.
2: So in all those other concepts where they turn a podcast into a cartoon... They animate what's what they're talking about in the podcast, so it relates. But All in right. the Midnight Gospel, they take podcast episodes from a podcast called Duncan Trussell's Family Hour, where they talk about like spiritual stuff, religious stuff, and like meditation, just like hippie shit, hippie shit, and drugs, um,
1: hippie shit. Yeah. yeah.
2: So. Uh, but the animation seemingly has nothing to do with what they're talking about in the podcast. It's usually two so characters. So the way that it's
0: animated, it's I sorry, you were getting Yeah. Into it.
2: The the two characters that are in the podcast are animated, but like they're walking through a world that where like there's a bunch of chaos happening around them, and they're just having a conversation while there's chaos ensuing around. Them. So like
0: for that's example, that's just f-
1: going to Minneapolis right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the first episode, it's uh, it's Duncan who plays um, a character,
2: it? the main character called Clancy.
0: Yeah, so he okay, um, he's interviewing like the president.
2: Well, wait, I want to back up a little bit. So Clancy has. A simulator and he can go to basically any world in the simulator for every episode he goes to another world to to interview someone. oh
1: he, he he goes to another world no it's, oh
2: in the simulator he goes oh a- he
1: actually goes to another world yeah it's he- unclear whether
0: he like gets teleported somewhere or if he like takes if it's a, like a, a vr slip of acid no. I was no, it was if it's like a VR thing. So yeah, it's an it, actual simulated
2: They don't they don't really disclose whether he's actually going to another world or if it's a simulated
1: world. Okay.
2: But regardless, he interviews people and they take it from actual recordings of the podcast.
1: That's kind of cool, actually.
2: Yeah. And
1: weird way to do it, though. But you would
2: think that the, the, the character's actions would somewhat relate to what's happening in the animation, but it, it doesn't really. And Alex, I think you were going to talk about the first episode to give a clearer idea of what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, so in the first episode, he Clancy, uh, Clancy interviews uh, the president in this simulated world
1: the president like trump no,
2: no just the president of the world that he's in oh being simulated
0: the
1: pre- the, the and, vague idea of the president yeah. and okay. he's like
0: hey i heard that you don't like drugs and he's like no like
1: so he's interviewing ronald reagan
0: <laughs> you mean every u.s president yeah <laughs> since the 70s so anyway he's like so, i yeah, heard ronald you don't reagan. like drugs and then the president is like no no I never said that. What I meant is... And then they go into, like, a deeper conversation about, like, drugs and, like, the ethics of drugs and drug laws and stuff. Meanwhile... While they're, they're, like, fighting zombies.
2: So there's a zombie apocalypse happening on this world. And he just so happens to go to this simulated world as it's happening. And he asks the president, can I interview you? And the president just goes with it. And they're... Walking through this zombie wasteland and they're fighting zombies while they are. Just having a casual busy. like yeah.
1: debate. To be honest, I love that idea. Yeah. It's on Netflix. And the if animation you watch is it. so All right.
2: like it's it's, it's so like good. it's like adventure time, but yeah. for like well, the, grown up, it's ups the same creator of Adventure Time.
0: <laughs> it's like a kid that if you watched Adventure Time as a kid you'll appreciate the art style cuz it's like Adventure Time on acid.
2: And it's so like it's so disconnected from what they're saying that you could actually like mute mute the conversation and just watch it as its own story. Huh. And
1: yeah, that'd be an I interesting
2: kind of want to go through project. and do that because I feel like that's the next step in me figuring out if this is real deep or fake deep. Because like I think the podcast
0: theory, it it's definitely real yeah, deep. Yeah,
2: the podcast itself is real deep, but the animation around it, I want to find out if that's real deep. Because in my theory is that the animation relates to what they're saying but in like an abstract deep way.
0: Yeah, like they'll be talking about death and then like the in the animation like the the character, the the person that's being interviewed will have like a significant other that they're like trying to bring back to life through some kind of, like, magic, whatever, you know. It's a it's a cartoon world. There's, like, magic and stuff.
1: You know, this gives me an idea, honestly. If, like, we have these mics now, yeah. You, you can use these whenever, yeah? Yeah. Like, what if we were to get a couple of those episodes, remove the sound, and then just, like, a dub all them? Yeah. <laughs>
2: That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm being it serious. Probably like, sounds illegal too, but
1: Well you upload it onto YouTube and put it under copyright uh, under uh, what is but it? But Duncan Trussell fair is use. like It's fair really use a badass
2: person, so I feel like he'd understand.
1: Yeah, like all we're doing is literally we're but literally does, does he, changing the meaning the of an art piece. Which is uh fair use. It, it is literally everything in fair use we are doing in this if we were to do that oh yeah and i
2: forgot to mention that the end of every episode ends with the character that's being interviewed dying
1: oh we can that yeah we can do that it's not
2: too well far. i'm saying like how so does we're going to we're going to kill
0: one of us in each episode
1: how well it's oh, related because the end because of
2: the zombie episode um
1: it's the death of the establishment
2: <laughs> at the end of the zombie episode the They both, uh, Clancy and the president both get bit by zombies and they turn into zombies. And when they wake up, it's actually turns out that it's like this beautiful world. And like everyone's singing and dancing kumbaya and shit. But they're still zombies? Yeah, but they're zombies. But then like these people come with the antidote and shoot them with the antidote. And they wake up and they're like. No, like I I wanted to be a zombie. Like that was so beautiful. And I feel like in... in there's well, a
1: message there. I know, there's a
2: message
0: there. The and I don't know what the message is. Give yourself over to the void. Like it it's, could
2: be... I think it's
1: anti-vaccine ta- to be no, honest. No, I think
2: it relates to how they were talking about the drugs. But I'd have to go back and like deeply analyze it. It's so stimulating to watch it because... You can't pay attention to the words in the animation at the same time, so you're kind of going back and forth the whole time.
1: What if, okay, what if you were to get high and watch it?
2: I don't know because I genuinely feel high watching it sober, so I don't know what it would you be might, like. You to might watch
1: overdose. It high. Get high and watch it. Maybe it'll make all the sense to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Just talk up like, a bit, Abby watch and watch it my sister and just and be I, like
1: awakening your mind's eye.
2: Uh, my sister and i watched it together and we both said that watching it gave us a headache <laughs> like it genuinely because it makes you the think so hard i think sometimes. it's the
0: animation
2: it's the animation combined with like being overstimulated by just huh. all of it It's it's really interesting to me. I don't
0: know. I didn't have that problem. You might have just been dehydrated. I don't
2: think you were really watching it though.
0: (laughs) Alex was like looking at it. it.
2: No, you go on your phone a lot when we watch stuff.
0: I was watching it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Stop rubbing your beard on the microphone. I'm I'm gonna mute
0: your track. Don't do it.
1: It won't happen again, I swear. I think it will. My sideburns were itchy.
2: So I thought it would be interesting to ask what your opinion is coming from, like, an unbiased view since you haven't seen it.
1: Well, I kind of want to see it now just because it sounds interesting. Like, the there is a disconnect between what they're portraying and what they are talking about. But I think there might be re- relations to it. Like, mm-hmm. how the animation's are. I need to see it in order to elaborate further. Yeah, But, like, there might be connections to it. Otherwise, it's all just, like weird trippy stuff to try and get people to watch it
2: yeah i watched um actually an interview with duncan trussell on youtube where he was talking about the show a little bit and he said one of the episodes animation was based on a trip that he had when he was on ketamine
1: (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) yeah so this episode's
0: based off of what i saw when i was on (laughs) ketamine this is turning into the joe rogan experience
1: so i was on dmt once Guys, we need to try. We need to you take try ketamine DMT? and watch this. Watch that episode while tripping on ketamine, and it will make <laughs> sense.
2: <laughs> well, when he explained it, it actually did in an, in like a roundabout way make sense.
1: Nah, I got a question. Does Tame Impala do uh, any music for these episodes?
2: Uh, I know that. Um, in the interview I watched, Duncan Trussell said uh what most of the music is who does most of the music i can't remember the name but also he does some of the music in it as well I, right. because
1: like, i was gonna all say of
2: the, um end credit music is duncan trussell's music all
1: right because i was gonna say it has to be some trippy fucking music for this Like it there's is. there's no other way it's gotta be that kind of like weird it sounds like a lava lamp
2: <laughs> yeah well the whole show sounds like a lava lamp if i'm being honest
1: I like how that it's expression. Really like, it's it like just, if
0: you turned a lava lamp into a cartoon.
1: If you, it's like if you listen, it's like watching a lava lamp, and that's the sound you hear, is what you see in the lava lamp.
2: <laughs> I am leaning more towards it being real deep the animation because another thing that Duncan Trussell mentioned in the interview was that like they don't explain it in the show necessarily, but in every world they had like a pretty much like a like a whole set universe for each world that they came up with all the writers and stuff. And it was based off of like, uh, like just like offhand things that they would like that are thrown in the show, but you would never think of like the fact in one of the worlds an insult is being called a tart baker. And that was actually based off of like a real story from like, human life not like in the simulated world but i can't remember yeah. the backstory to it but all the kind of stuff like that is based off of real things in real life huh. which i thought was interesting and i think it would be really cool if they released like maybe like a behind the scenes thing where they just dis- like, like where they just explain all of those connections
1: that'd be a pretty freaking neat thing to see given like what i'm hearing from this it's literally just an acid trip yeah. yeah, yeah, I recommend you watch it. Um
0: It does sound any, like anyone I to listening, I recommend at. you watch it too. Um so our homework is uh Jared you and the listeners have to watch The Good Place <laughs> okay. seasons 1 through 3, season 4. You know is I'm not good at homework only on TV. And then um I think this is a good place to to end the podcast. Wait, I got one more. And you got you one have more. to
2: watch The Midnight Gospel, too.
0: I will. That if one I do want to If you make a decision between
2: out. The Good Place and The Midnight Gospel, choose The Midnight Gospel because it's shorter. Oh,
0: yeah, yes. those, <laughs> are your, those are your two homework assignments, The Midnight Gospel and The Good Place. Uh, thank you, guys, for listening to another episode of Bold of You to Say. Next week, we're going to talk a bit about the movie industry, and uh, <laughs> I was going to bring up this episode um About something about VR and how I think it saved the Guitar Hero game model. But um, I think we'll talk about that next week.
2: And we'll maybe touch back on the Midnight Gospel after Jared watches it and I reanalyze the animation.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Netflix give us money. Yep. In conclusion, Netflix give us money. Also,
1: I said a lot of good things about Raid in like the first like two episodes we were doing in the new season, I haven't gotten my check yet. I kind of wish you guys <laughs> would send it soon. You
0: also, know. Yeah
1: this spon- this podcast is no longer
0: fake sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. They won't give me the money I am owed.
2: <laughs> also, like if Duncan Trussell ever hears this. Please invite me to your
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> also, Jeff Goldblum. I know where you're truly from.
0: Yeah, the gospel, the gospel of Judas. So in the part where they're like, <laughs> "I know Jesus, you're Jesus. I know the Jesus. realm that you really came from." That's actually Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, no, I'm- he came from the realm of Barbelo. Barbalo? Barbalo? <laughs> whatever the
1: it's Babylon. a weird name. No, that's no, a different thing. Yeah. Babylon was a weird movie. Well, that's bold of you to say. I've never
0: seen it. Alright, thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye! Bye.